4: With your host, John Rush.
0: And I'm your host, John Rush. Rush to Reason, KLZ 560. Our Monday Mortgage Minute is now upon us. Kurt Rogers, welcome, sir. How are you? Welcome back. Nice to have you back. Hey, always good to be back. Good to talk to you. First time homebuyers, which we have, you know, we, we, I'll be honest, Kurt. You and I both know this. We sort of avoided that for a while because there wasn't a lot out there. It was so hard to get into a home as a first-time buyer. You had to meet these, you know, appraisal gaps and no inspections, yeah. which I would have never advised for a first-time buyer. Uh, but the bottom line is, a lot of that has changed, and there's some opportunity now.
6: There's some great opportunity. FHA has some great programs for first-time home buyers with low money down. Uh, the the lenders have always had great programs for them, but like you said. They couldn't get in the market right now. There's so many millennials out there that are tired of their rents going up. Mm. We're starting to see them move and want to buy a house because their payments actually works out to about the same, but to build equity. So, and and, and I think there's something market. else to
0: remind renters of. It's it's sort of like we talk about buying, you know, energy. Now that you know in the future it's going to continue to go up and up and up. So anything you can do to save things now is going to save you money down the road. Keep in mind, Kurt, you and I both know, rents are not going to get any cheaper. They're going to continue to go up every lease renewal, every renewal period, and you know, unless the entire world collapses, which, frankly, Kurt, if that happens, there's a whole different set of issues it's we have matter, to deal with at that matter. time anyways. <laughs> Bottom line is you're setting your future rent payment based upon what your mortgage is, and it's not going to change unless you refi.
6: You're correct. So a lot of them are starting to take advantage of it. They understand those numbers. And whether you're renting or you're owning – you're paying somebody's uh, mortgage payment. You're paying somebody else's. That's right. You're building their, their equity,
0: own. not yours.
6: That's exactly right. That's, you get some of that rent money back if you own. That's you right. Don't if you just. Give That's it away.
0: exactly right. Uh, tomorrow on Haystack, what are you talking about?
6: We're going to be talking about uh, Medicare and different programs for those folks, and what's go- you know what's going on with the healthcare systems mm. going on.
0: Awesome. So, Again, folks, listen to that Noon to One tomorrow, Haystack Help Radio. Kurt's there every Tuesday. In the meantime, call Kurt directly, 720 500 Kurt, always a joy, man. Appreciate it very much. Look forward to seeing you. All right, sir. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. And again, that is Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720 500
7: With rates on the rise, how do you get the best rate? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720 500 Did you know that when you get cash out, or your FICO score is below a 740, or you're financing a condo versus a single-family home, it will cost you more in rate and fees? Many lenders are charging more. Stop paying it. At Affordable Interest Mortgage, we have lenders that don't charge. Trying to purchase a second home, or is your loan amount considered a high balance or jumbo? There they go again, charging you more. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Let us show you a loan that doesn't charge more. Seeing a low rate but not reading the small print, only to realize all the extra costs and fees? Again, stop. Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage. Quit paying fees and closing costs that are unnecessary. Get a low rate without all the extra cost. Let us show you how to save thousands. Call 720-895-0500 now, Affordable Interest Mortgage. 720-895-0500, serving Coloradans for over 20 years. NMLS 298191, regulated by DORA.
0: Folks, the biggest thing that you're doing with the solar energy partners and looking at that type of a system is you're buying energy at today's prices, again, saving money year after year as the energy prices continue to go up, and they will be. We've already seen it. I would venture to guess they're going to go up even more in the not-too-distant future, and we'll continue to do so. So give them a call today. Give Alan Davis a call today. I should say 303-378-7537.
1: When you pay your power bill, 1% of the money is used to hire people whose jobs are to increase your power bill. Never see another rate increase from big energy again when you invest with solar energy for your home with Alan Davis of Solar Energy Partners. Getting you a return for your solar investment is Alan's main priority. You may even receive a negative bill from the energy company, meaning they pay you. Alan's primary concern is saving you money with solar. Enjoy consistent rates, a 30% federal tax credit and increased market value on your home. Alan only sells what he believes will give you a great financial return. The unprecedented rate increases are only going to continue. Locking in a lower rate now means that no matter what the government lets big energy do, you'll still pay the same rate or less for your energy. Don't pay them to raise the rates on you. Make an investment with your power now. Make your investment today by contacting Alan at klzradio.com slash sun or by calling 303-378-7537.
0: Geno's Auto Service, get your vehicle in before winter hits, and it's a good time to do it right now. Don't forget Geno's is with a J. Geno'sautoservice.com, 303-794-6700.
8: Geno's Auto Service in Littleton is the place for all of your car care and vehicle maintenance needs. For over 39 years, Geno's has been serving customers along the front range. It won't be long before the cold weather returns, and now is a good time to make sure your vehicles are serviced and in good condition for fall. Geno's will prepare your car with a belt and hose check for cracks, and make sure your fluid levels are correct. How long has it been since you've had your oil changed? Geno's can check to see that your heater is working properly. Remember that any maintenance or repair work on your vehicle comes with a NAPA Peace of Mind warranty, covering parts and labor for 36 months or 36,000 miles. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. Geno's is AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Don't forget to check out all of Geno's Google reviews. Stop in or visit us online at Geno'sAutoService.com. That's Geno's with a J.
0: Group insurance analysts where they can help you with all of your insurance needs, whether that be health insurance, your home, your auto, your business, And don't forget about all the toys you might have as well. They can handle any or all of those. E-GIA.com or call 303-423-0162.
9: Finding the right health insurance plan can be confusing, and picking the wrong plan can cost you thousands of dollars more in medical costs out of your pocket. Call Paul Lanigro at GIA Insurance and his team of ACA health specialists will help you find the right plan for your needs and at the very best premium. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you navigate through the maze of health insurance options so you get the right plan to fit your needs at the best premium. GIA never charges fees, and your premiums will never be any higher than going directly to the insurance companies or buying online. Receive the local, hands-on service you don't get with a call center or going online. Whether it is a qualified health insurance plan, dental, life, or vision insurance, GIA has got you covered. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100. GIA is an authorized enrollment center for Connect for Health Colorado, the only place you can get an advanced premium tax credit to lower your premiums.
0: This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. And we are back, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Chris Tang joining us now. He is from UCLA, actually a distinguished professor there, and many, many accolades. We'll have all the links to what Chris has done up on our website a little later tonight. Chris, welcome to Rush to Reason. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it very much. I'm a car guy myself, and we're going to talk a little bit about the auto industry and some of the supply chain issues, and I've watched that industry really struggle, not just... You know, through COVID, but even after, uh, they really have not, in my opinion, gotten back on their feet yet. I noticed, a uh, read an article yesterday where there are F 150s parked down in a racetrack in the South. I think there's about 40,000 of them parked at a racetrack. There's billions of dollars of inventory parked around the United States that they're not able to deliver to dealers yet because they just can't get them finished.
5: Mm hmm. Correct. Because it's chip shortages.
0: Yep. Do you see an end in sight for that?
5: Well, I think that's, let's talk about the good news. Uh, I think that now many people need to go back to work. So they need a car because after COVID, they work from home and now they, for them to think about buying a new car now, but most cars are not available, but Tesla is available. So. Tesla is actually selling very well because of electric vehicles, and also they have a better control of the supply chain. So actually, the sales are going up for them.
0: Hmm. Interesting. That does not that does not surprise me, given the the leadership that they have, and knowing how he's you know outsourced things over the years. Um, and and I also you know I, I know that when it comes to some of the other production that's in the auto industry, there you know there are some. Some companies that are doing very well with the particular you know lines in their in their product field, I guess I to say Chris. but overall, I think they still have a long ways to go. And the fact of the matter as you and I both know uh, as much as you know Tesla is an alternative, they cannot supply all of the vehicles needed right now that are from the pent-up demand through COVID. So again, question being, when are the automakers going to be able to catch up?
5: Well, that would take some time. Right now, if you're uh, not willing to wait, You can buy a car, but it's not complete. Right. So that means that some of the features are not available. For example, the USB port, uh, if you want to heat a seat, it may not be available, but they can install it for you later. So now they're trying to say, well, they try to push it out to consumers. If you're willing to buy it now, and then they can complete the car installation later, you can get a car. But if you want a fully completed car, there are very few available.
0: Yeah, you're right. And... The question that I have, and you may know more about this than I, how, how respond, I mean, I know at some point, you know, customers are just going to have to do that. They won't have any choice and they'll just be forced into buying a car that's not completed and finish it later. But that's the first time that I've ever, I've been in the auto industry a long, long time, Chris. I cannot think of a time ever in automotive history where you had to buy an incompleted car.
5: That is true. But, the car design is getting very complex and also relies on a lot of electronics. So I think right now, I think a lot of the car manufacturers are trying to figure out ways to de- redesign the car such that it will be less dependent on uh, different types of chips. So they are actually partnering with Intel, which is reshoring some of the production back in the United States. Mm-hmm. So hopefully by 2024, <laughs> around two years, and I think that's, things will get
0: back on track uh, you know what i don't think chris uh, i've kind of predicted it's funny you said you said 2024 i've been predicting now for quite some time that i didn't think they'd they'd really have production all the way up to where they needed to be until that same time frame and i i don't have all the same data in front of me that you do of course but i just i know the auto industry i know how long it takes them to recover from things and i I just, again, I have felt like all along it's going to be at least 2024 till they're halfway in. I'm not sure. That's not totally caught up. It's just to a point where there's some breathing room.
5: That's correct. So that means that 2024 Intel's uh, plants in Ohio and Arizona will be up and running. At the same time, I think the car manufacturers said they are working with Intel to redesign the chips such that they don't need to do, uh, they do not need so many different types of chips. Okay. They can actually use the same type of chips for multiple functions. So okay. they're also re- de- uh, reprogramming the chips such that they will not be re- uh, depending on too many chips because if one chip is, uh, is, is uh, uh, out of stock, the car is incomplete. Correct. So in the future, they will, will try to consolidate different types of chips into just a few number of chips. So in the case, it will be safer
0: which I've again I've I've been in that industry my entire life I've worked on cars I've owned auto shops and so on and Chris I I never Understood. I mean, I, I kind of do because I know the industry. I know the robustness of what they need and the testing required and what they have to go through for the governmental standards and the safety checks and so on. So I, I get the redundancy that that they've gone after and why they've done the multiple chips. But I never could understand why they didn't consolidate like you say they're doing now, which, by the way, I look at that. And I think even technicians out there would say, finally, great. That actually helps even, even fix the car down the road because instead of having to look 20 different places, you could maybe look for five.
5: This is a great question. The problem is that long time ago when GM is completely vertically integrated, they understood every single part of the car. Right. But because of outsourcing, they're no longer producing every single modules. Right. Some of the modules are outsourced to a supplier. And supply redesign. So because there's no coordination along the supply chain, so you don't know what the supply supplies are doing, then Lo and behold, when the COVID hits, then they realize, oh, my God, we have so many different ty- different types of chips for different functions. So now there's a shortages, we have a problem. So now I think they, it's a wake-up call. Yep. So now they are trying to take some of the control back.
0: Yep, you're so correct. So
5: I think that it takes time. Because yep. the company, uh, the outsource, that's why the create problem.
0: You're right. I mean, I've said this for years, and, and I, a lot of people laugh at me, and you probably Remember back to the days where AMC was actually a car company and they built cars. And frankly, AMC and the leader of it, really very innovative. That particular individual had the concept of what we do today with building cars, where essentially he was buying most of the componentry from other car makers and just assembling the car on the assembly line, not making the car, but really just assembling it. That's essentially what's happening today. Car makers are assemblers; they're not manufacturers. They manufacture the body and the engine. And really, Chris, that's about it anymore. Outside of that, they don't make a they don't make a single thing on that car. The rest of it's outsourced.
5: You're absolutely right. So that is a problem because right now, I think they will outsource too many modules. Agreed. So I think that the car manufacturing is completely dependent on other countries. Yep. Therefore, if there's any uh, tension with uh, China, with other countries, we could be in trouble. So You're that's right. why now I think Biden administration is trying to uh, uh, provide incentives for more car manufacturers to bring back some of the manufacturing operations mm. back to the United States.
0: I, You know what? I, you You and I think very much alike. There's not very many people, I'll be honest, Chris, that I interview that that think like I do when it comes to the automotive world because there's a lot of folks out there that I think they think they understand the automotive world, but at the end of the day, they really don't understand the things you and I are talking about and what's changed in literally the past probably 30 years, Chris. I really started watching this back in the, well, let's face it, late late 80s, early 90s is what started to happen to to your point about the outsourcing and where things started to go. Mm -hmm. And I explained it this way to a lot of my listeners. The reality today is... Uh, the cars are so similar, it really comes down to what fits you the best, what do you like driving the best, what do you enjoy most about the features and the comfort, and so on. Because at the end of the day, Chris, the majority of the parts are all coming from the same vendors.
5: Absolutely. Uh, well, John, I use the world for IBM, so computer industry is the same. Right now, the computers, your PCs, and all this, there's no differentiation that's because true. it's all outsourced. That's true. So I think that the car manufacturing is the same problem. Now, if you go back in time, the main reason why the United States really got into this outsourcing idea is because in the 80s, it uh, would be like GM and Ford. They figured out they cannot compete with the Japanese right. car
0: manufacturers.
5: That's right. That's on. maybe we would compete on cars. So in the case, that's how they start
0: outsourcing. You are correct. That is exactly what happened. And and I watched it. I was in that industry. That I was I was a young man at the time, but watched that in the industry happen exactly that way and, and you are spot on. And and I think by the way, I think what you just said about Tesla is very true. And what Tesla's doing, and hear me out here. What I think Tesla's doing is very much what Apple computers have done with their product line. They control what goes into their phones and into their devices and into their laptops and so on, more so than they still outsource some, don't get me wrong, and so does Tesla. But for the the majority of that, they keep really tight control over where those products are coming from. you know, And Apple, to the point where they're now, as you know, several years ago, started making their own chips and have been the least affected by all of this out of all the major manufacturers of computers as well. I, I see Tesla, really, all they did was steal the idea that Apple already had, had started and invented.
5: You're absolutely right. I think that Tesla is actually a different concept because they want to use software to upgrade your car. Right. So in the case, to reconfigure your car, they need to use... The software. You don't do that. They need to understand how every single part are interrelated to each other. Otherwise, there's no way for them to use remote control to actually upgrade your car. Right. Yeah. So right. therefore, by definition, they need to have a tight control of the supply chain. That's right. They need to understand how the different parts are interrelated. Now, but for EV, it's much easier because the car is much simpler.
0: Agree. Here's a question for you on the Tesla, and I, by the way, thank you for all your time. I, this has been great. I've enjoyed this conversation immensely, and I hope our listeners have as well. Question I have for you on Tesla, and I'm not a Tesla fanboy, but I'm not a hater either. I understand the car. I understand what it does. <laughs> I understand how they manufacture it and so on. The one thing that I see that they're struggling with right now, and this is where I want you to to chime in, I think they're struggling to keep up with the ever-changing demand of the different looks and feels of new models that all the other manufacturers have pretty much got down pat. Now, some manufacturers will run a model for a very, very long time, but typically, Chris, you and I both know four five years is typically where they'll run the average lifespan of a particular model without doing some refreshing. Tesla has not done that. You buy a Tesla today, it's the same as it was five years ago. There's no difference. Mm-hmm.
5: You're absolutely right. Because right now they believe that the differentiation, the customization, is through software, not by the external
0: look. Do you think, though, though that the American, especially here in America, do you think the drivers will accept that? What I mean is, do you think a driver will accept a car that looks the same today, a brand new car, (laughs) that looks just like his neighbors that's six or seven years old?
5: Well, I think Americans like the different look. But I think that they try to pivot. They say, "Well, don't look at the external beauty; it's the internal beauty." John. Mm. They said we can upgrade the internal beauty. So then they also can pivot. They say, "Oh, that is also environmental friendly." And you don't want a different, too many uh, variety because it will also get the cost uh, up. True. So I think that depending how they do that, and also right now the amount of demand for Tesla is very high because Biden is putting in a lot of tax uh, credits. Entice true. people to buy EVs. True. So, if you want to buy EVs now, they are the name, uh, the, the game in town.
0: Very true, Chris. Again, I, you went longer than what I had uh, uh, told you guys I yeah. would. I appreciate it very much. Thanks for your insight, and this has been great. I, I'll have you back anytime. Just let me know, and we'll have you back on.
5: Thank you. My Pre-
0: pleasure. Appreciate it very much. He again is from UCLA, and I can't say that I agree fully with everything Chris is saying. I, I. I don't think he's wrong, by the way. I don't think he's wrong the way he just said about Biden and the White House and the tax credits and so on. No, very much he's, he's right on. I, I, I You guys already know this. I don't agree with doing things that way, and I don't think that's the way that a car company should have to exist. I think they should be able to exist on their own. I, for one, I understand what he's talking about, the heart of the car and the beauty from the inside. That sounds great, but typically in America, it doesn't work. And what I mean by that is, even even in past years, where you take a manufacturer where maybe they don't do much refreshing to the outside, but maybe they make an interior upgrade. Okay, well, they might get a few more sales out of that, but if they don't do something to the exterior, probably that interior upgrade is not going to do a whole lot. They may make some powertrain upgrades. Yeah, okay, to some people that might be a big deal, and they might make a few sales out of that. But all in all, if they don't come out with a refresh of the outer body and how it actually looks so that when you drive home and you park it in front of your house or in your driveway, it looks different than the guy next to you. Yeah, this is a pride thing. That's what Americans do, like it or not. That's why when you go to buy a Charlie, I could see you pulling up in that brand new car and look at all the neighbors see you pull up. Wouldn't that be a great day, Charlie? And Charlie's beaming ear to ear. No, Charlie wouldn't be. But you get where I'm going with that. That's been a sales tactic of the car salesman for years because we as Americans, we want to be different than the guy next door. We don't want the exact same thing. And I think there are a group of individuals that will accept that. Tesla owners, by the way. And I'm not knocking Tesla owners, but what I will tell you is, I'll bet you one, maybe two percent of Tesla owners are guys like me, where they like customization. They like to have that car personalized. They're buying the car for what it is and what it does, not just because it's some sort of a status symbol. I think the majority of Tesla lemming owners, because that's what they are is lemmings. I think the majority of them buy it because it's the cool thing to own. Oh, look at me. I own a Tesla. And by the way, I've seen videos From Gen Xers who have bought Teslas, hated the car, and said the only reason I bought it in the first place is because everybody else had one. So I felt like I should have one as well. And then once they owned it and realized, oh man, this thing's a, this is not the car for me. This thing's a piece of junk. I can't stand this car. And by the way, I think also that there's a lot more hate For those cars and how it works, then people will tell you. I think that's true with a lot of EV owners. The honest ones, like me, will tell you exactly what it does, what it doesn't do, and how it works. And are willing to live with that. There's a lot of other EV owners out there that won't tell you when they're frustrated with their EV because they know it will drive the perception of that car, the brand, and the whole movement down. It's sort of like somebody going to Starbucks do you think anybody that goes to Starbucks will ever tell you they got a bad cup of coffee? No, they just paid 5 bucks for it. Why would they tell you that's bad? I, for one, am not a huge Starbucks coffee fan. I think there's better coffee out there. Better tasting coffee, I mean. For less money. I can make it at home on my K-cup machine, by the way, or brew a pot that I think is better tasting than what Starbucks has. But a an avid, livid Starbucks customer will never tell you they've had a bad cup of coffee. Why? It's a status thing. I think Tesla owners are very much the same way. And there's other brands of cars, by the way, that are very much that way. They will not tell you the bad things about the car. Why? Because they think it might hurt the brand. I'll tell you another brand that's that way. Jeep Wrangler owners. Jeep Wrangler owners. If you own a Jeep Wrangler, which I have one, But if you own a Jeep Wrangler, you'll never hear from anybody outside of your little circle the good, the bad, the ugly, the high maintenance costs, what you have to do to keep owning it, the ownership costs, and so on. You'll never hear that from someone that owns one. Why? Because it's a cult following. And they protect that, quote-unquote, car and brand amongst themselves. Now, there's always a few detractors where they will jump off the ship, and then they will tell you exactly what's going on with said vehicle. The same is happening with Tesla right now, by the way. The, the love affair for a lot of folks has waned. The honeymoon's over. They're realizing that, wait a minute, I just drove home in a 2022 Tesla. looks just like my neighbor's 2015, or 2013 for that model, or for that matter, I mean. I do think, despite what our guest just said, that's going to affect Tesla and their sales on down the road. He's going to have to come up with some new looks and designs in the not-too-distant future, or it will catch up to him. And here's here's how much time I predict he has. Again, my predictions do not always come true. He's got two years to come up with some new designs. Not one, but several. And here's why. Every... You know what? I'm going to save that. I'll tell you why as soon as we come back. Hang tight. I'll give you my answer as to why I believe he's only got two years left to do some redesigning of his cars. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is coming up next right now. Furnace Special. Right now only. Call. It is $39. Call. Get it scheduled right now. They will answer that phone call, by the way. 720-526-0231.
2: Adding surge protection can save you thousands of dollars on replacing or repairing your most expensive electronics, which are usually appliances. Saving your home from a damaging electrical surge starts with calling Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. They only sell products that their master electricians believe in, installed by trained professionals. Your home will be protected on three levels by the surge protection, insurance protection for connected equipment, and a warranty on top of that starting at a minimum of five years in damage coverage. Their technicians prioritize communicating and educating you so you can better understand your home. That way you know how you can be proactive about other risks. Defending your home from the threat of electrical spikes begins with contacting Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Preserve your electrical equipment in your home so that it lasts for years to come by visiting klzradio.com slash absolute or call
0: 720-526-0231.
8: For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air.
0: Hey, by the way, that last ad, too, I want to make sure that I'm clear on that, that's today, now only. That's like half price, even off the regular special that we run all the time. So if you want that furnace special, Charlie just reminded me, the urgency is call now and book your appointment. Otherwise, it's not going to be here tomorrow. Now, if you're listening to our show as a replay early in the morning, they'll still honor that, but you're not going to be able to call tomorrow afternoon and get this deal. You've got to call now to make that happen. Golden Eagle Financial. Another phone call you need to make is to Al Smith, find out how he can help you out in your financial world, the financial planning. By the way, not too early to save, and it's not too late to to start planning. You might be in your 60s and never have planned. You know what? Start now. Give Al a call, 303-744-1128.
1: While you can't avoid every risk, you can create a plan to make losses less likely with Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial. As you approach retirement, you are less tolerant of market risk because you can't afford to lose money to market volatility. When you reach retirement, you no longer have income to replace what you may lose. Your nest egg is your income because you are no longer employed and usually don't have a consistent cash flow. When you have concerns about the safety of your nest egg due to market volatility, Al Smith and Golden Eagle Financial can help you with strategies that will minimize your risk. In or near retirement, you no longer have the time you did when you were younger to replace what you may lose due to market volatility. Protect the investment of your time and preserve your money with retirement planning from Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial. Connect with Al today at klzradio.com money, or you can call Al at 303-744-1128. That's 303-744-1128. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors and SEC Registered Investment Advisor.
0: High Five Plumbing, folks, again, whatever you need when it comes to plumbing, give them a call. They would love to help you out, and it's an easy phone call, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. It's an easy number to remember, I should say, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. And again, don't forget they're hiring as well. So give them a call today, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE.
3: Come join the High Five team. High Five Plumbing has been in business for over 10 years in Denver, Colorado, and was recently awarded Denver Chamber of Commerce Small Business of the Year. We are a family business focused on residential service with two locations in the Denver Metro, and we're hiring. We're currently looking for plumbing technicians, installers, apprentices, customer service representatives, and dispatchers. High Five offers competitive perks with full medical benefits including health, vision, and dental, paternity and maternity leave, unlimited time off with advance notice, and 48 hours of PTO. Strategize your career and work at High Five Plumbing. Our apprentice program will teach you and guide you to become a plumbing technician. You'll be around our best senior technicians in the industry. No matter what you apply for, High Five offers regular training and career development opportunities. Apply to be a part of the High Five Plumbing crew and find a professional, growth-oriented community where every workday ends with a high five. Apply at hifiveplumbing.com and click on Now Hiring. <laughs>
0: You're listening to Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, Jennifer, hang tight. I want to answer what I I was talking about a moment ago as to why I believe he's only got two years. Uh, Elon Musk, when it comes to the redesign of of Tesla models across the board, by the way, and he needs more models than what he has right now. The competition's getting fierce. That's why. Every manufacturer now has at least one EV, if not more. In a couple of years... They're all going to have a half a dozen each, and I'm not exaggerating in what I'm saying there. They're already approaching that. So as you, as a consumer, have the ability, even if you want, whether you want an EV or not, but if you're in the EV world and you want to buy one, as you have more choices and you've got the ability to buy cars, just like we're talking about, and they have a different look and feel to them than a Tesla that literally a Model S looks the same today as it did when it first came out that's why he's got to make some changes rather quickly. Jennifer, hang tight. We'll get the next call here in a moment as well, but you're up next. Jennifer, go ahead.
10: Hi, John. Um, The only time I've ever heard of an automobile being shipped incomplete was my father told me in the late 40s, Buick put out a new model, and they had to ship it without front bumpers because they didn't fit.
0: Ah. Okay.
10: And, um... If you want a really good example of how um, people's expectations about redesigning cars are, go back to about 1968, early 69, when Volkswagen introduced, I believe it was the Super Beetle, and they had an advertisement for it on the air that is just hilarious uh, about people expecting more, and then, well, it still looks like a Volkswagen.
0: Yeah, but True. No, and that's one of those models that they, they sold you know a gazillion of, and, and you know I guess that you know the Tesla, uh, you know maybe would fit into that cult following of the Beetle, although the Beetle was just quirky enough, and they did do some redesigning you know through the years of the you know the engine got better, they fuel injected it, they did a little different interior and so on. I mean, again, at the end of the day, Jennifer, it was still a Beetle. But you're right, they sold gazillions of those things. Uh, difference being. The price point between that and what a Tesla is, there's no comparison.
10: Um, Not to mention names, but there's a nationally syndicated talk show host who bought a Tesla and loved it. It was great. When the lease was up, he tried his wife's new Chevy. Is it a Bolt?
0: Yeah, a a Bolt. Bolt? That's what I have.
10: Yeah. And he said the fit and engineering on the Chevy was so much better than the Tesla. Yep it was clear he would never go back to yep. a
0: Tesla. And that's that's what Elon's going to be up against, I'm afraid, Jennifer, in the not-too-distant future. He's got the technology part figured out. I will not deny what our last guest said about that. He is spot-on. Uh, the technology is great. Tesla's got that figured out. But the fit, finish, and the build of the car itself, he has not figured out. Great. Thanks, John. No, Jennifer, great. I appreciate it. And by the way, I will ask my dad and uncle about your 40 Buick because they would remember back to that and uh, I'll ask them if that's the, the case. I'm sure it is. I'm not denying that what you're saying is correct, but I will ask them. Dan and Blackhawk.
11: Hey, John. Another car that is the king of the hill, so to speak, is a Toyota Tacoma. And um, I'm driving one now because it was given to me. But the gearing on it is not where it should be. I think their power plant is underpowered for yeah, the truck. It is. But it's it's it's... You, I, I can't believe the following that Tacoma has, and everybody loves them. And I, you know, my friend bought his son bought one, and I said, hey, he needs to look at the Nissan because their their power plant for this year, I think it's a three point seven liter. It is engine, and it's got thirty two more horsepower than the than the Tacoma does, and also has a nine speed transmission where the Tacoma has a six speed transmission, and since we live up here in the mountains. Uh, I'm constantly, I have to, they have some kind of shifting gearbox that I'm constantly having to to mess around with to try to keep the mm. truck from hitting passing gear all the time going up the hills when I'm going back to Blackhawk.
0: You're. So, what, I mean, By the way, what you just said about Tacoma forerunner both, by the way, I, I think you are, by the way, you're spot on. It is one of those vehicles that has a... A cold falling, but again, even with that, you and I both know too, Dan that Toyota, through the years, did do major upgrades to that vehicle on down the line. Now they did let that thing get a little long in the tooth at times, but they know it's a big seller for them, and they've made a gazillion dollars off of that particular vehicle, and they you know they and to their to their credit, it's a good, reliable, solid vehicle it's not one I particularly care for i think it drives too much like a, a full-size truck i mean you're, you're driving a mid-sized truck and, and by the way this is especially true of the new ones the older ones weren't so bad but the new ones especially you hop in a new tacoma you feel like you're driving a you know actually a half ton chevy or a half ton ford actually drives easier than the tacoma does i i still don't know why people buy them dan i i've, I've been so confused by that i just don't get it but they do
11: because yes yeah, it's because it's toyota and i told my friend's son i'm like you need to look at the Nissan. Well, I don't like the look, and it's not, a, you know, it's not a Tacoma. And I'm like, but you're getting a better value out of that truck. Even the, I, I, I don't know why Ford quit making the Ranger, but their new Rangers even has more horsepower with a four
0: cylinder. Yes, it does.
11: And theirs and and is a ten speed transmission. So I imagine if I if I could test drive either Frontier or the Ranger, and I did test drive a Ranger, but it was down on the, you know, down in town. I couldn't believe how much pep that thing had. Yep. So, And I wasn't even in sport mode. Yep. It was just in the regular drive mode. And
0: no, and, and again, because of that, you know, again, it's one of those vehicles, much like a Jeep Wrangler, where they've... You know, kept that cult following, and even if the vehicle isn't a great vehicle, you won't hear that from anybody because it's the type of vehicle where nobody's going to admit that they bought the wrong vehicle because then you might upset the Colt somehow, some way. And I, you know, I'm sort of saying all that tongue in cheek, Dan, but I'm, I'm actually pretty serious. That's exactly how some of those cars work, and that's exactly what's happening with Tesla now. Can you, can you survive as a car company that only right now has roughly three models and really two that sell fairly well? Can you survive as a car company off two models forever? I would say no.
11: Yeah. I don't I don't know. I mean, it's, I, I haven't done any EVs, but I, it was funny. You're talking Tesla, and I saw one driving down the road. I don't know what year that is because there's so many of them that look alike. You can't tell the difference in the years, at least on the t- Tacoma. Like, I drove by a Tacoma driving my Tacoma, and I'm like, that's an earlier year, because at least they've changed the design of it over the years. You know, I'm driving, it's a 2018 Tacoma that I'm driving, it doesn't look the same as a 2013, because they changed the design, it's basically almost the same truck, they've done some upgrades and stuff, but they've changed the look of it, so, and that's how people are, uh, you know, that's why they keep buying them, plus, you know, they think, when you buy Toyota, you're, you know you're going to get a quality vehicle because they do great engineering they do. and everything. They do. But they, you know, the thing is, and I'm not, I mean, I have two Nissans. I got one Nissan that have over 450,000 miles on it, and um, I'm getting ready to sell it. But it's, it's uh, I think, the value with Nissan, and I don't know about the Chevy Colorado and the Ford Ranger, but I know the Nissan you're getting just as good a quality and you're not paying that Toyota price
0: for it, so... Yep. Well, I you, you know, know I, I drive a Colorado. I bought it because it has the diesel engine option, which most of them, you know, you can't even get, and I, that's what I, I wanted and have that. And there's a new Colorado coming out here late fall or May 1st quarter, I guess I should say, of of uh, 2023, and it's going to have an updated interior, and year is going to look totally different and so on. It's going to look more like the big truck, only miniaturized, re- you know, really good looking, and I think they'll do a good job of selling it and again these are all good things by the way we talk about this competition dan you and i both know whether it's toyota nissan ford chevy you name it i mean the more of this competition we have the better it is for the consumer at the end of the day because the the manufacturers have to be sharper on what they're doing and frankly so that's that's what that's what's happening in the ev world with tesla i mean yes he is the leader technologically speaking but if if he doesn't keep up on the design and the manufacturing side, the rest of them are going to eat him up. That's my prediction. Now, he's got technology he can probably sell, and he's got a market cap that, you know, Wall Street just thinks worth a fortune. And the thing that Tesla has that everybody else doesn't have, Dan, is data on drivers for the autonomous driving thing. That's what will save Tesla if anything does, is because Elon has more data on autonomous driving than anyone else has.
11: Yeah. And other companies, are they're going to catch up, though.
0: They will. I, you I are right. See it. Yes, you are correct.
11: I mean, you like your Chevy Bolt, and Jennifer just said she, her husband or whoever likes it better than the Tesla. Uh, a national
0: talk show host. She didn't say which one, but a national talk oh, show host okay. you know, had a Tesla, okay. then bought a Bolt, and likes the Bolt better than the Tesla. And I, again, I, I will tell you right now, my interior on my Bolt's ever bit as good of a Tesla, if not better, and it's a third the money. Yeah.
11: Yeah. Which Actually, maybe more a, people will be able probably to... Probably a
0: quarter of the of money if you really want to get down to it.
11: Yeah. So, I guess Tesla is probably like a, a uh, you know, you can go to, what, Dos Coffee and get just as good a coffee. I'm not a coffee drinker. Or you can go to Starbucks and say you drink your Starbucks. Right. You know? Right. It's a, it's a status thing more than anything else.
0: That's exactly now. what so, it is. And, you know, and eventually, I mean, I will be the first to tell you that sometimes status... Will win. There's a lot of companies out there that sell overpriced goods all because there's an LV, Louis Vuitton, or whatever, that's on the side of said item. And they continue to stay in business even though their product isn't any better than anybody else's. But because it says LV on the side, they stay in business. And I, I just don't know in the automotive world if that same thing is true when it comes to mainstream buyers, Dan. I think there is a niche group of individuals that may buy. But but you're never going to produce, you know, what, what Elon produces in one year is a fraction, a fraction of what even the smallest car company out there does compared to him. I mean, he's lucky if he can push a million units out a year. They sell that many F-150s in a year, Ford does.
11: I think they make, I watched that, and I don't know if you ever saw that documentary where they retooled their plant, but they were putting out how many vehicles a day there before the COVID thing. I think they were producing ten thousand vehicles a day or something. It's it a it's a lot. Right,
0: they they produce yeah. an F one fifty like every minute, I wanna say.
11: Yeah, and the thing is with the F one fifty that tests have I think you can get over for a thousand different So I mean you see one F one fifty and it's like, oh, that's an F one fifty and the next one you see driving down the road so right. They've, yeah, I mean, in compa-
0: so I, I did look it up. In comparison, in 2021, Tesla deliveries worldwide was 935,950 units. So basically 936,000 units in 2021. Uh, I'm going to look F-150 up really quick just for grins, um, because worldwide, I'll bet you they even sold more than that. I think just in... In the U.S., they sold 726,000 units, and by the way, they were down in 2021 because of the the chip shortage. Typically, that's about 950 units, and I don't know what they sold worldwide, but I guarantee you that number is far bigger than what Tesla did, just in one unit. Yeah,
11: and I mean, I know you like the Chevys and the Silverados, uh, they're both great vehicles. I don't know if Dodge is catching up with. The oh, and by Chevy. the way, when it
0: comes to trucks and all of that, by I am not a fan of any of them, any particular one. It's all a matter of you know what fits good, feels good, and so on. And uh, I mean, I I mean I've got a I've got a Chevy Colorado, a, a Jeep Wrangler. As you guys all know, I have the V8 Wrangler, and then I've got a new TRX Dodge. So I kind of have a hodgepodge. I am not loyal. I, I, I just want the right. vehicle itself, not the loyalty to the brand.
11: Right, so, but they, I mean, I don't know what Ford did, but they did
0: something with that F-150 that I just can't believe how many of those things I see on the road. Oh, they've sold a bunch of them. I mean, really quick, there's a video going around right now of the F-250s, the Super Duties, 250s, 350s, uh 450s, and so on. If F-250s, if the Super Duties, were their own company, that's all they did was their own company, they would be... In the top 500 of all companies worldwide, and would have sales that exceed Nordstrom and Southwest Airlines. Wow! That's on one particular model of pickup truck, the Super Duty.
11: Okay, so they kind of got the market on that.
0: <laughs> they sell the Super Duty sells 50 percent, little over 50 percent of most fleet units in the country i mean that's for utility companies and electric companies and which is utility company i mean all all the different fleets that are out there that are buying super duty trucks they've got 50 percent plus of that market share which means chevy you know gm and dodge have the rest that tells you something right there so
11: yeah And
0: I do have an (laughs) F-250. There you go. Dan, I got to run. Appreciate it very much. As always, thanks so much. Extreme Auto Repair, speaking of cars, they can take care of whatever it is that you're driving. Give them a call today, 303-841-1071 or klzradio.com.
12: Go with your gut. You know when an estimate from a mechanic doesn't feel right. That way, you decide what you want to take care of now and what can wait until later. Free second opinions at klzradio.com slash extreme. Promises kept.
0: All right, all your legal needs, we have an answer for you, Kevin Flesh. That's Flesch and Beck, F-L-E-S-C-H, 303-806-8886.
13: Get relief from Flesch and Beck. You just got in an accident, so you call the police. You make sure you get a thorough record of the scene. All you need to do is call him right now. 303-806-8886. Call Kevin Flesh immediately after your accident and get relief from the financial stress of an injury. Flesh and Beck Law, they get results.
0: KNR okay, Home Transitions, two realtors for the price of one, folks. Give the ladies a call today. Find McKLZRadio.com 720 437 8210.
3: With K&R Home Transitions, you get more than you see on the surface and two experts for the price of one. Can you imagine if you had to hire two realtors? With each of them having different areas of expertise, they are able to do more than the typical agent to help you get the best deal for your home purchase or to sell your home for top dollar fast. After all, one agent simply can't know everything or do everything. Speaking of doing, Cat and Robin Get more than you see on the surface. Get two for the price of one. Visit klzradio.com home again. That's klzradio.com home. Powered by Worth Clark Realty.
0: Folks, the weather is starting to get a little bit cooler at night. We're going to have a cool week this week. It's down the 50s at night. Make sure that you've got the right windows and doors to save energy through the winter so that you save money on your energy bills and not costing you more money. 303-529-0720. That's Veteran Windows and Doors, or find them at klzradio.com.
4: Dave Bancroft, owner of Veteran Windows and Doors, is so confident in his quality, service, and fair prices that he challenges you to find three quotes from the competitors that even come close. Dave doesn't just go above and beyond your expectations. He does it all at up to half the cost. Veteran Windows and Doors is founded on the Marine Corps ideals of integrity, knowledge, and dependability. And Dave practices these principles in every deal he makes. That's why Veteran Windows and Doors prioritizes giving you the information you need to feel confident in your decision, like their lifetime warranty on your purchase. They also offer a five-year installation guarantee and ensure that your energy efficiency ratings exceed the required code standards. Pay up to half the cost when you work with veteran windows and doors. See the savings for yourself with a comparison quote. Get 35% off when you mention KLZ Radio. Call Dave at 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720 or visit klzradio.com windows.
9: The good news for seniors on Medicare is that you have more options today than ever before. The challenge is that all of these new options can be very confusing and making the wrong choice can cost you thousands of dollars more out of your pocket. Call Paul Lenigro at GIA Insurance and his team of Medicare specialists will help you find the right plan for your needs. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com
2: this isn't rage radio this is real relatable radio back to rush to reason
0: all right i had several things i was going to get to today that i didn't which is fine we had lots of calls today and that's what we're here for so you guys are never interrupting never feel that way i can always postpone what i'm talking about or we can you know not ever get to it's not a big deal either way we'll still be back tomorrow to keep talking about all the things that are out there and i didn't think we'd get as much car talk in today as we did and as you guys know that's a passion of mine and you know what's going to happen with tesla down the road i mean i don't know i i predicted at one time he did finally get a a round of funding that kept things alive but i predicted he was going to go broke it was that last round of funding that kind of put him over the top which i was not thinking somebody would come up with but they did and you know to his credit He's done well, and I'm not going to take that away from anyone. He's a very brilliant guy and has done a good job on the things that he has done. He's got a lot of work ahead of him, though. And he'll tell you, running a car company is the hardest thing he's ever done. He's made that very publicly known. So, guys, have a great night. If you missed the first hour, catch it next. Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.